Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. My name is Zach, and welcome to the Lightheaded Podcast. This is episode three. Now, today's topic, what happens when you take a city boy and throw him into the country of wolves? Time to find out. I have a lot of stories from college, and I know that's not where you all thought that was going, but this is about college, (laughs) and by country of wolves, I mean Oklahoma, because they all hated me for being a city boy. Before we get into that, I want to talk about my socials. I always do it. If you listen, you always know it. My email is lightheadedpodcast at gmail.com. That's L-I-G-H-T-H-E-A-D-E-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. If you want to add me on Snapchat, I rant on my stories just as much as I rant on a podcast. So maybe you'll hear some stuff that you haven't heard here because it's more like my daily life. So if you want to add me there, that's Zach is Wack 23. That's Z-A-C-H-I-S-W-A-C-K 23. And on Instagram, you can add me at It's Letheed. That's I-T-S-L-E-T-H-E-E-D. Much like the meme, it's Shatheed. Now that that's out of the way, we can hop right into it. Now, I went to a very, very, very small college in Oklahoma. We're talking probably around like 2,500 people, right? And the town that it was in was like another 2,000 people. The only thing we had in the town was a corner store and the college and then the homes of the people that lived there. If you wanted to get food or anything like a grocery store, you had to go to the Walmart that was 10 miles up the road in another town. So very, very small, right? Now, I'm from Colorado, and I'm from Colorado Springs, which is a up-and-coming city. It's not going to be some, some big towers and stuff like that. But it is a big city with people being there and everything, and I got very used to that. So being thrown into that, it was was quite the culture shock. Now, I knew what I was doing because my brother was there. He, My brother's a year older than me, and he got committed to that college with football on a scholarship. And so the next year, I wasn't exactly a good year in, uh, geez, I wasn't exactly a good student in high school, so I didn't have good grades. No colleges would accept me, but luckily, this is the one college that accepted me, so I didn't have much of a choice. I could either not go to college or go to this one, or I could go to community college, but I didn't want to go to community college because I thought that I would make it in college. I wanted the college experience, right? And oh boy, did I get it. I was only at college for a semester. One semester, and a lot of things happened within one semester. We're going to go over a lot of it, so stick around. You're going to hear all the weird stories about me being drunk. This is finally the story about me in a refrigerator being drunk. But we're not there yet because I want to talk about everything that happened leading up to it (laughs) because it's quite the story. So like I said, my brother was at this college a year before me. I moved down there and me and him got a lot closer than we were when we were in high school. We both had the hormones raging, you know. And we just weren't getting along. But when I got to college, we finally started getting along a lot more, started hanging out just because we both were adults at that point. To an extent, right? You're 18 and 19 and you're only so much of an adult, but you're not exactly getting rushed with hormones, you know, and popping random hard-ons in the middle of sign language class, right? If you had sign language class with me, I'm so sorry. I wore sweats every day in high school and I had no shame, but that's not the point. (laughs) So I got a lot closer to my brother. But this college did not have 
any fraternities, sororities, because it was that small. And they didn't want to do all that. So instead of a fraternity or sorority, a bunch of people, and by a bunch, I mean probably a little under 15 maybe, they created their own quote-unquote fraternity or sorority. It was a mixed bag of males and females, and they called it the family, which looking back, this country is shit because it's the family, and they were not acting like a family. I'll tell you that much. It was nasty. But I joined their group because I had my brothers and in, and they accepted me into the group. Now, this group was always the group that threw the parties and uh, it was always like the family's trailers. And yes, I said trailers because it was a trailer park for the college kids to live in if they weren't in the dorms. So we had trailer park parties. But it was always at the family trailer whenever there was a party and all that. So I was super excited to get accepted into this group. Uh, they're very selective. So I was happy that I had an in with my brother. Um, but <laughs> everything started spiraling out of control as soon as I joined the family. At the time, I was still in a relationship with my high school girlfriend. And we hadn't been apart before then. Actually, we spent pretty much every day together leading up to me leaving for college because there was a big old rumor around high school saying that we cheated on our exes with each other and then we started dating, which we can get into another time. Maybe when we talk about heartbreak or love or over-romanticized culture. And trust me, I've thought about it all. I just didn't want to talk about it today because I thought it was a pretty down, a, a very solemn podcast. And I like to keep you all smiling and not make you think about some ex that hurts you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so me and my ex were having problems. We hadn't been apart. The distance was getting to us and we were getting arguments over stupid things. And I let that affect me personally throughout my life. I stopped going to classes. I started drinking. And I started going to a lot more parties, which is never a good thing just because I didn't go to any of my classes. I don't think, I think I went to maybe, maybe five biology classes in the entire semester. And that's why I failed out of college because I didn't go, right? You're not going to do anything if you're not doing the homework, if you're not taking tests or anything. There's no way you can pass. Looking back in hindsight, it's the dumbest thing I could have done, but I don't regret it because I'm where I'm at now and I, I am who I am because of my failures. But I let that affect me, started drinking, started partying, started hanging out with the family a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Every day, we'd go get food, we'd drink, we'd do everything, right? It was it was like Monday, Tuesday, you know, we'd, we'd go out drinking. Wednesday was, was oftentimes like a pretty busy day for everyone in college, so nobody would drink that day. But Thursday, Friday, everyone would start again, because Thursdays, I think, was country night at the bar, which when you're thinking about it logically, every night was country night at the bar, because we're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, you know. <laughs> in the country. So it's not like they were playing pop smoke in there. But uh, Thursday, Friday, they go hard. Saturday, Sunday, they go hard, right? So six out of the seven days of the week, you're drinking, you're partying, you're having a good time. And I don't know how these college kids do it. They get up the next morning, they go to their 8 a.m.s, and they just act like it's normal. And me as a person, I'm not like that. If I'm partying until 5 in the morning, I'm not getting up at 8 a.m. and going to class because I hate class in the first place. I've always hated school. And I still hate school, even though I haven't gone in like four years now. But I doubt that my attitude has changed. All I know is now I need school, so eventually I'm going to go back for my degree, just not right now. But we're going hard six nights a week. We're throwing them back, and things start getting worse and worse and worse. But I will say, even with 
all of my issues with my ex. I am faithful to a T because being a city boy that is mildly attractive, I put myself a six or seven out of 10 going down to a place where there's 2,500 people and they know most of the others. So they're not exactly attracted to them. That's like, oh, that's my friend. But being the new one and being from out of town and being mildly attractive, I got a lot of attention, a lot of female attention. But because I was in a relationship, even though I had my problems, I didn't mess up once because I'm loyal. I'm loyal, baby. So F with your boy. (laughs) But I was going to parties, and there was even a Halloween party that me and my friend Obi went to. And his name was actually Obi, so don't ask me like if that's some nickname or something. But we wanted to dress up, but we wanted to dress up the day of the party, and we didn't know what to go as. All the, the Walmart was out of costumes, and that was the only place to get costumes. So what do you do when you don't have a costume and you want to dress up and go to this costume party? Some of y'all may be thinking, oh, you can come up with something. Maybe you go as a cowboy or something. Because obviously, we're in the country. They got cowboy hats and stuff, right? No, 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 no. Not where my head goes. I thought, let's get one of our female friends to see if we can borrow her clothes and makeup and dress up like women, right? That's the straight thing to do. But I didn't care. I mean, I've always been comfortable in my sexuality, and so was Obi. That's why we were good friends. We just sent it. So we got all dolled up. I'm talking makeup, eyeliner. I wore like a crop top and a bra, and then I wore my underwear, but then I put <laughs> I put female underwear over the top. So it's not like my cheeks were out, but I was definitely about as close as you can get, you know? If I didn't have my boxers on, it was it probably would have been rough for a lot of people there. But that's what I was wearing, right? And that night, I still got asked by somebody if I wanted to go back with them. And I still said no, even though I thought I was getting cheated on. Come to learn, I wasn't getting cheated on. And that is why we also had problems at the time. I was like, oh my God, you're going you're gonna to cheat on me. But it didn't happen. Anyway, not the point. I'm loyal. Now, to get to the fateful night. I told you about the family. I told you how close we were. I told you how close I was with my brother about all the relationship problems I was having at the time and how it was a small college. Everyone knew everyone. Somebody in the family, their brother, unfortunately, committed suicide. And it was a very, very sad time for everyone. So what do college kids do when you're absolutely distraught over losing basically a family member and for the unfortunate person that it was their brother? That was an actual close family member that you love and a lot of people take for granted nowadays. Well, college kids drink, and they drink a lot. And by a lot, I mean the family alone got like $200 or $300 worth of alcohol just for the family. Everyone had their own handle. Everyone had jello shots and beer and everything. We're mixing liquors and beer and alcohol all night, and it's asking for a problem. (laughs) so i have my own handle of peach vodka and i'll never forget that it was peach vodka because if i smell peach vodka i want to die it immediately brings back bad memories i think about how i'm 
how that night was the most drunk I've ever been. I can't remember 95% of it. The only parts that I do remember is when people would talk to me about something and I'd be like, I think I remember that. So we're drinking and it's, we, we get together around 8 PM, right? It's 8 PM. We start drinking heavy by 8:45. Not a single person in the family is sober anymore. We are absolutely just gone blackout. And I've, I've downed about three quarters of my bottle at this point in 45 minutes on top of jello shots and like alcohol party games. I forgot the name of all of them, honestly. I think one was Zoomy Zoomy, I think. That sounds familiar. Or King's Cup or anything like that. But we were playing a lot of those, right? Absolutely plastered by 9 p.m. And I didn't stop. So by 9.30, I don't know what happened to my bottle. I think somebody took it away from me. And we had a fridge in the trailer that the family marked. This is the family fridge. If you're not a part of the family, you cannot put your alcohol in this fridge. You cannot take alcohol out of this fridge. So we had somebody always buy the fridge. Once the family saw that I was absolutely gone, they put me on fridge duty. And they thought if he just like stands up against the fridge, he'll be fine. It's like a support, right? Well, there was a bag of ice directly at the foot of the fridge. And it spilled just a little bit, but enough for drunken Zach to hit every single ice cube with his feet and then fall. And for some reason, I swear this guy was making his rounds because I don't remember the guy's name. I don't remember anything that he looks like, but he would always come around. He'd dap me up and then he'd pick me up and then he'd like put me back up against the fridge. And he wasn't a part of the family. He was just like a good friend of mine, I guess. I guess at least he was that night because I don't remember him. I don't know anything about him. I've never seen him again, at least as far as I know. And he would pick me up and I'd lean back up against the fridge as I'm leaning up against the fridge. If somebody came by to try and get into the fridge, because people knew there was an insane amount of alcohol in that fridge, I would yell and I'm going to back up from the mic. And if it, if it just bugs out, I'm so sorry, but I need to do this. I would yell. Are you part of the family? In their face, directly in their face. I was garnering a lot of attention when I really shouldn't be. But I was scaring people off. Now, needless to say, I was yelling at people's face and completely belligerently drunk. So as far as I know, nobody hit on me that night. So that was cool, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) But apparently at some point, obviously the fridge was in the kitchen. I don't think I should have to explain that. So I was in the kitchen. There was a lot of people in the kitchen. And apparently somebody dared a man to take out his schwanz and apparently took it out like maybe five feet in front of me. And I don't remember that at all. Thank the Lord, because I don't want that memory in my head. But somebody was like, dude, like, do you not remember that? I'm like, no, (laughs) thank goodness. No, (laughs) but I was slipping on this ice and yelling at people and leaning up against this fridge full body. I was basically hugging it and it still wasn't enough to keep me on my feet. 
And then this guy, this this freaking guy, keeps coming around. He's like, "Hey, my guy," and would dab me up. And I think he was just laughing because of how drunk I was. I mean, I'd laugh, and he'd pick me back up, and I'd fall right back down. And this went on for probably an hour. Now, while this is happening, my brother, who is a very very protective brother, which is great, you know, I love having protective family members. Even in times that I don't need it, I can't complain because my family li- l- likes me that much. You know, I guess we could say love, but we'll use very strongly likes depending on the day. So he's going around all of the trailers because we do block party trailers. He went around all the trailers and he was asking, hey, can anyone take my brother home? And he was asking people we knew, of course, not just anyone. And he was asking, hey, it's already like 10 p.m., We know it's early, but my brother is absolutely drunk and he needs to go home, which isn't the worst decision, but I would have liked to stay at the party. So old brother of mine, if you're listening to this, let me party, man. What is what's up with that? You know, I just want to get lit, (laughs) but you won't let me. You just got to take me home back to my dorm. I don't care about, oh, you're a good brother or whatever. Great. Cool. Great for you. Let me get drunk, drunk, and then pass out on the floor of the kitchen. (laughs) So so finally, somebody goes to take me home. This is one thing that I do remember that night is I don't remember who took me home, but I was in their truck. We get to the dorms, and it was raining. And so my dramatic drunk ass goes, oh, my God, it's raining. (laughs) And so I hop out of the truck and sprint to my dorm. Didn't say bye to anyone. They were all like, whoa, 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 where are you going? And I was just, I didn't say nothing. I was gone. I was, you know, just going, just going. Next morning, I had breakfast with my parents. I think that was this time. Yeah. I had breakfast with my parents. Now I'm still like 18 or 19 at this time. So I was pretty spry, you know, I didn't get hangovers. So I was fine. I was okay. But I guess I looked like a little bit pale or whatever, maybe a little dead. That's not the point. I was just tired, (laughs) but had a great night. Nothing went bad that night. I was just completely drunk. Moving on to a bad night. This is the fight that I got into in college. Remember when I said, that country people didn't like the fact that I was a city boy that was garnering a lot of attention from females. Well, this has a lot to do with that. But before I get into it, let me hit you with this commercial break. Now I know what you're thinking. That was a one voiceover acting for my ad. But I got to say, I can't take any jobs right now, okay? I'm, I'm in another country. You're going to have to wait, so I'm sorry. <laughs> All jokes aside, I know that was terrible, but I thought it was funny. So let me know what you thought about my commercial ad. I plan on doing commercial ads for a while, start coming up with some new ideas and stuff like that. Let me know if you like it or not. If not, I'll just keep talking to you. You know, I can just be like, you know, Anchor is a free app and this, that, and the other, but I think that is better, you know? Get my acting chops up. You know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> but back to the topic at hand, the fateful night of the fateful fight. I know. Onomatopoeia. Is that, is that, is that the right thing? Onomatopoeia. 
<laughs> anyway, um, so this night, it wasn't a crazy big party or anything. It was me, and if you remember what I said 10 minutes ago, I know it was a long time ago, but try and reach into your vault. Me and my friend Obi, we were hanging out at the, the family trailer again, but it wasn't exactly like a family event. It wasn't some big party. We were just hanging out, right? A good amount of people came over, probably around 50, and that was just throughout the night, so it wasn't anything crazy. Well, there is some rodeo kids there, and the rodeo guys at my college that I went to, they were like, at the time, I don't know what they are now, at the time they were like six-time national rodeo champions, so they had a big head, right? They thought they were the, the, and they were the top dogs at the school, I mean, like, you can't really deny the fact that they were like the jocks, quote-unquote. But they're trying to hit on this girl who I had, I think it was chemistry or biology with. So we were pretty good friends, nothing crazy, but we knew each other, right? In the middle of the night, she's like, hey, this guy, she comes up to me and she says, hey, this guy is like kind of really, really drunk and he's doing some like really weird things. So do you mind just hanging out with me tonight, right? Don't want anything. Don't want the sex. I just want to like, be with you that way he can't exactly try something and i was like of course what kind of guy would say no to that right so we're hanging out and i see that he doesn't like the fact that i'm hanging out with who he thinks this girl is his girlfriend he's like whispering to his friends and later i find out he was trying to get his friends to jump me him and his friends but they didn't do it because i mean they were like why would we do that right which i appreciate that a lot you know i would have been pretty upsetty spaghetti if uh, if I got jumped from some some rodeo boys, kick him, kick him all he's down, get his ass. You know, it doesn't sound good to me, you know. <laughs> I would have been trailer stomped, as they say, right? <laughs> but throughout the night, he's getting more and more aggravated, right? And he keeps coming up to me and talking. At one point, me, Obi, and this girl leave. We go to a gas station. We get some snacks because at this point in the night, it was like 2 a.m., I wasn't drinking anymore. Obi wasn't drinking anymore. And this girl was just like, I just want to leave with you guys, right? So the three of us go to the gas station. We get some snacks like soda, you know, nothing crazy, right? We're just getting food and snacks. We come back. It's like 3 a.m. at this point, And it's just gotten progressively worse with how this guy has gotten more drunk. So we're coming back. We sit on the couch. We're just, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. I remember this vividly. And he comes over, and he tries to sit in between me and the girl. And she doesn't like that, but he, like, you know, just pushes his way in, right? He comes up to me. He's like, hey, uh, what do you go here for? Or here, I'll do a more accurate rendition. rendition. Hi, what are you doing here? And I said, I go to school here. And he goes, so what do you do? And I said, I, I don't play any sports. I go to school. And he's like, nobody comes here without playing a sport or anything. And I said, well, I did. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm not playing any sports. I'm not in any clubs. I'm here for school, which was also a lie because I wasn't going to school. I was basically just there to party, which was a terrible idea. I spent way too much money for a semester of partying. Back to the story. He doesn't like that. He's like, you must be in college, I mean, in high school or something. Like, you aren't in college, right? And I'm like, dude. I'm in college. I, like, there's no way for me. Like, I, I don't know what to do, right? And he's just getting more and more aggravated with the fact that I'm completely blowing him off. And so then he goes to, he starts talking about the girl, and he's like, so why have you been hanging out with my girlfriend all night? 
And I said, well, I know she's not, you're not your girlfriend because she's my friend and we're just hanging out. There's nothing going on, but we're just hanging out because she doesn't like you, which, you know, my smart mouth always gets me in trouble. <laughs> and he didn't like that at all, of course. And he's like, no, she is my girlfriend. And she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> um, but it's getting more and more intense. And so Obi and I decided to stand up because we're not about to like get into a fight when we're sitting on this couch. Obi thought that the guy didn't like him either. And I think depending on how this next part went down, he wouldn't have cared who he was, he was fighting. I think he just wanted to fight that night. We find one of his friends, actually one of the radio guys, is passed out face down in one of their rooms. And so Obi's like, oh, gosh, like, I got to check on him. I'm just going to make sure like he's breathing, he's okay. He's like, watch my back because this guy's been – you know, on our ass all night. So I stayed in the doorway. And of course, guess who comes around the corner? He's like, I heard you've been talking shit. And I was like, dude, I have not been talking shit. I don't even know your name. Why would I talk shit about somebody that I don't know anything about? I'm just doing me. You're just doing you. And you're obviously just upset. He says, well, I heard you've been talking shit and I don't like it. And I, I, I was like, who, who's been telling you I've been talking shit? Because I'm pretty cool with everyone else at this party. I don't think anyone was saying that I was talking shit. And so then in the middle of my sentence, he pushes me. That's like a, that's like a red light for me, right? Like, stop. Everyone stop. You know, I said, don't fucking push me, man. I was like, you don't know who you're messing with, which in reality is never a good statement because who am I, right? I'm just some, some guy who's going to the college. He doesn't know anything about me. You know, he didn't know he was messing with, but it's not like I'm some spec ops green beret or something. Like I'm just some dude. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm like, don't fucking push me. Or like, I swear to God. And so this next part, I saw red rage, but I saw red rage because I took into everything that happened within the next few seconds, very slow. <laughs> Apparently the dude hit me three times in the face. Bah, 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 right. I didn't even register it, whether he was too drunk to hit me properly, but I've also, I've been known to be a pretty, pretty tough cookie, right? I can take a hit or two. So I took three of them and then I registered what was happening in my brain. I said, Oh, Oh God, we're fighting. We're fighting. Kicking overdrive. We're fighting. And so my natural reaction, I grabbed his neck and he was taller than me by a couple inches. So I grabbed his neck and I pushed him backwards. Keep in mind, this is in a trailer and it's not a big hallway. So when I pushed him backwards, I pushed him and I broke a window with his body behind him. But I didn't stop. I then grabbed his collar and I whipped around and tossed him into a wall. The problem was he broke into the wall. So now he's sitting in the wall. And I see this as a perfect opportunity. So I just start wailing on him, right? He's just sitting in this wall, taking all these punches. The problem was because of the wall breaking, there was like splinters coming out of the hole. So as I'm punching, my fingers and my fingernails are just getting peeled back by this, by these splinters, because it's not like it's a big hole. Like I'm just wailing on wall, body, face, everything. I'm, I'm seeing red. I'm not registering what's happening. I don't even feel the pain at that point. Eventually, he gets out of the wall, right? This is probably 30 seconds into the fight. He gets out of the wall. We're still throwing hands. And eventually I'm just like, I'm so tired. Like, I don't know how UFC guys or boxers 
they got some insane conditioning because after like 30 to 45 seconds, I was like, whoo, man, I'm, I'm about spent. I'm about spent. So I'm a, I'm a tap out, but I wasn't going to tap out because mama didn't raise no bitch, right? So I put him in a headlock and he's not hitting me anymore. And I have him in a headlock. I'm like, dude, are you done? I'm quite literally asking him, are you done? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm done. And so because I'm a trustworthy guy, you know, I'm thinking most people are good, right? Well, I let him go. Guess who comes immediately right back at me? Your damn Skippy. He came right from my head again, started swinging. And I wasn't prepared. I was, like I said, I'm too trusting. So he got a good couple of hits in. I would be lying if I said I didn't stagger for a moment, you know. I definitely got the good old one-two, right? But I don't fall in a fight. That's my thing. I won't fall. So I, I find my balance again, and I start fighting back. And we're throwing hands for like another minute, right? And at the end of this minute, I'm so tired. I was like, dude, we should stop. <laughs> I was like, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. And he just stops. And walks away. Now, I forgot to mention the fact that the owner of the of the trailer was another another member of the family. But he and I didn't really see eye to eye. I didn't really think too much of him as a guy. So in the middle of that fight, he tried to get in the middle of us to stop us from fighting because I had just broken his window and then thrown the guy through a wall, right? I'd be pretty upset if I was a homeowner or a trailer owner. And they started wrecking my house. But I, he was dumb enough to get immediately in the middle of us. So instead of hitting each other, me and him just started hitting him. And this dude came out of that fight worse for wear. He came out with bl- black eyes, a bloody nose. He got a lot of hits there because we're both throwing just full speed. At the end of the fight, I'm washing the blood off of my hands and trying to just settle down because I'm still seeing red rage. I just know that if we just keep fighting, like it's just going to suck, right? So I'm washing my hands and he comes up to me and he goes, why'd you start a fight? And he's like all in my face. Right. And the girl that I was quote unquote protecting from this guy, just hanging out with that night, she comes up to me and gets in between me and this guy, the owner of the trailer. And she says, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. And luckily he believes her because I was way too tired to fight again. I think I could have mustered up some strength just to maybe get through it. But Lord knows I probably would have been way worse for where if we had gotten to another fight. I don't claim to be the big bad wolf, you know? I'm not the craziest fighter, but I'm scrappy, you know? I'm 5'10", and I'm at the time I was probably 170 pounds. So I'm not anyone big. I'm just scrappy, right? I go for the cheap shots. Like, like you heard, I throw people through things. I'm a lot better at grappling. Because I wrestled with my older brother who outweighs me by like 40 pounds all throughout my life. So finally, this is all over. I'm dead tired. I look like I just got my shit rocked. But this dude had splinters in his back and stuff like that. So I think I was a little bit better off. I came out of the fight with two black eyes. And that's it. Now, two black eyes is really bad when you see your parents the next day at your brother's football game because they came down to support and I show up with two black eyes. My mom about lost her mind. 
She said, oh my God, what happened? And my dad, who was also ex-military, was immediately asking questions like, is he worse off? You know, <laughs> from a dad's perspective, he just wants to know if I beat some ass, right? So I was I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think from an outsider's perspective, I guess I kind of won. But in my head, I'm thinking, I don't know if I really won because I don't, I never saw the dude immediately after the fight. Thank goodness, because this guy really made me upset. So I don't know what I would have done. But I hadn't seen him in a while, so I don't know how bad he came out of it. But I told my dad, I was like, yeah, you know, I kicked some ass. And my mom, I was like, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And my brother was more upset with me than anything. And he wasn't mad at me. He was just like, if he was upset that he wasn't there to protect me, which goes back to my earlier story about me being drunk. I have a very protective family, and that's nothing to be upset about. I'm very lucky to have that. But if he was there, I would have been worried about the guy's safety because he was the guy was taller than me, like I said, but he was skinnier than me. So he's like a twig, right? My brother is the same height as me. Not anymore. I grew a little bit. He shrunk a little bit because he's got some back problems. So in your face. But we were the same height at the time, and he outweighed me by 40 pounds. He was a linebacker in college football, right? Lord knows what he would have done to the dude because I stop at a certain point. I don't know if he would have stopped, and he would have just beat this dude into the dirt. So I think it's for the best. But that's my story about me kind of kind of getting my shit rocked because I, like I said, at the beginning of the fight, I took three good bang, bang, bang right to the face and didn't react because I just saw red. So I definitely came out with a pretty throbbing head, but, and don't take that the wrong way. I got hit in the face. You perverts. <laughs> and this is all in the middle of me Oh, this was in the middle of a break that me and my ex had because at the time we weren't getting along at, at all. And like I said earlier, we just were having our problems. So we were taking a break. So it was a really low point in my college career. I was I had just recently been quote unquote broken up with. And I just got in a fight and there was a whole lot going on at that time. That's why I didn't go to college. That's why I didn't go to classes in college. That's why I dropped out. And when I eventually go back to college, I do not plan on doing the things I did because now I'm older and I'm smarter. And I know that if someone's trying to fight me, I know what to do. To those that are thinking about testing me, I'm not throwing hands anymore. I'm putting you in a headlock and I'm making you pass out because that's obvious. I can't trust anyone anymore. I tried to trust the guy that I put in the headlock and he still hit me in the face. So from now on, you're going to sleep. You're going night-night time. I'm going night-night. I'm going to sleep right here. That's you. This is a threat, okay? <laughs> Not really. I don't want to fight you. Please don't kick my ass. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's episode. I hope you had a good time hearing about my college career, about all the BS that I went through, all the weird stuff and all the fighting and drinking. I wish you all. A good morning, a good afternoon, and good night. I'm sending love and happiness your way. I forgot to mention, if you want to check me out, I'm on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public. I, I think I just recently got put on iTunes Podcast or Apple Podcast, whatever that one is. So 
find me, man. I plan on creating a YouTube channel here eventually, maybe doing some some camera work and you can actually see me talk and get into it because I'm, I like to use my hands when I talk. I like to get into it. So maybe that'll create for a better atmosphere. But this is all up in the air. Maybe I'll create a YouTube in a little bit. But of course, I will let you know. I will drop all my links wherever I post. I hope that you come check me out. Give me a follow. Give me them listens. I don't care how many of you there are. You're all very special to me because you're actually supporting me. The support has been insane. You're the greatest. Goodbye. I'm not going to say the whole good night and good morning and yeah. Bye.